It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. And good evening, everybody. It is Sunday night, 8 o'clock, and it's time for episode 222 of the Ron and Brian podcast. Brian, how are you this evening, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. Hold on. I'd be doing better if I remembered to turn off my air conditioner. Oh, boy. Um, I'm doing great. It is Sunday. I'm going to tell you something. It's a three-day weekend, folks. This is Labor Day weekend that we are recording this. So if you are watching live, then you understand the feeling that I am awash in, which is the fact of um, not having to set my alarm to, uh, as I go to bed. It is the joy of waking up naturally tomorrow. It is the joy of being able to sleep in a little bit later on a Monday morning, um, enjoy the fact that I can have a big pot of coffee uh, without having to run in for the shower and go to work. As much as I love my job and I love the company I work for, I love my coworkers, love my commute, and I love life in itself, I like sleeping late every now and then. Ron? Nothing wrong with that. How are you doing? Uh, Brian, as you will see by the background, uh, I am back in the patented Ron and Brian uh, bunker. Um, Last week, it was uh, smallpox. This week, Brian, domestic terrorism has come to Elkins Park, uh, the office of the Ron and Brian podcast here. uh, In total disarray, Uh, we are not certain as if it was Antifa, uh, if it was January 6th insurrectionist, um, could potentially be the Boy Scouts as well. We are not 100% certain. Uh, The wife, she is safe. She is in a secure location. Um, And hopefully, hopefully, Knock on wood, I'll be back in the usual office next week. But as always, Brian, the show must go on. If I can say something, Ron, I think that's an amazing background. You know, you might want to, you know, if you if you get like a, um, a laptop stand, right. you know, to put your, your laptop a little bit higher so we can enjoy the background, of the Yankee-ness a little bit more moving forward. But I am going to say this to you. Um, You've got a, an incredible setup, you know, in your bunker. I, I would be I would I think that many people would be jealous to be able to keep um, a, a backdrop like you. It is, and I'm already on a, a, a stand for my laptop really? and I can kind of angle it down. It's a little messy back there right now. But maybe, you know, we've talked about potentially moving uh, the show in its entirety to our bunkers, um, mm-hmm. which would always make, you know, make sense um, in case, you know, there is a, a, a nuclear attack. Uh, again, another domestic terror attack during the show um we would be able to go on ron i'm gonna ask you if we can break the fourth wall for of course of and course. just speak speak honestly i know your wife doesn't watch the show she has no idea <laughs> what talking about. so what i'm going to ask you a question of is this yes um is your wife um taking over now that you've done even further home renovations has your wife kicked you out of your office um, in effect, using now the um, you know she's she turned right. the she turned my bedroom correct home into a home office. Is this a case where she has kicked you out of your home office again? It has is. now expanded her um, her territory to include both home offices now. It Are is now it is working? not actually. It is so I feel like the space that I am in uh, is now too small for her liking. You know, obviously mm-hmm. she moved into the bedroom that you used to sleep in. Now there is talk that she may take the entire third floor of the house. 
which you had gotten used to sleeping in as well. She may take that entire third floor as her office and turn the room she is in now back to a guest bedroom, which you would then go back into if and when you ever visit again. I know it is very difficult um, to get time on your calendar lately. Will she um, Will she be sleeping upstairs as well? Is this is there some acrimony in the uh, <laughs> matrimony, as I there, like to call it? There should not be. In fact, we have a brand new, uh, brand new bed, brand new king size bed coming this week. So, which very is interesting. Exciting. If I remember correctly, that first room up in the third floor of your home would fit a king size bed perfectly. Um, I see her master plan, and kudos <laughs> to you, Mrs. Ron, for the pieces of your puzzle falling into place. All right. Uh, should we get things rolling here, Brian, with the show? Yes, please. All right. It's time, as always, for Drink of the Week. Drink of the Week. Drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week. Brian, what uh, what did you bring to the table uh, for your drink of the week this week? Ron, there's two types of people. There are people who refuse to embrace the future. People who look back. People who refuse to admit that every second-hand tick of the clock is time moving forward, is, is the past growing larger. Um, a lot of people, some people here on the show, I'm not going to point any fingers, are obsessed with Hot Podcaster Summer. Hot Podcaster Summer. Mm. But not I. I am forward-looking. I am what we call a visionary in the podcasting industry. So for my beer this week, I went with Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Interesting. Okay. That's right, Ron. I am not about crushable beers anymore, despite the 90-degree weather outside. I'm looking forward to beers that are going to be nice and malty. Let's not advertise Coney Island. Look at that. Looks good. Look at that malty car. Look at that, Ron. We are talking about Sam Adams Oktoberfest. It's one of the better known seasonal offerings from this country's most prolific craft brewery, owned by Coors, if I'm not correct. But while the beer embraces classic malt forward flavors, a caramel sweetness that lingers through the finish and making it less drinkable than other less drinkable. No, this makes it more drinkable hmm. tasting notes i'm picking up a color that is deep red in the glass with thinner head that slowly dissipates but i could bore you to death i'm just going to take a sip of this beer sam adams oktoberfest people embrace the fall all right well i have had the oktoberfest it is a it's a solid beer uh but Ooh, i'm interested to hear your uh, your take on it that is good i'm also very glad that i bought a 24 pack at costco this week because I will be drinking this beer for the next eight episodes. All right. Here's something interesting, Brian. I did not realize this. You know, Boston Beer Company is the parent company of Sam Adams. Do you know what their stock price is right now? No. $330.80. Nice. That is Who owns Coors? Who owns uh, Sam I don't I know. They got bought I, out by, by one of the major I companies. thought they got bought out by Coors as well. Um, so I think Coors is like the ownership group, and then Boston Beer Company is still technically the parent company. 
Well, according to uh, William Esquire, he's claiming that he knows who was owned by Coors. But it's ironic. Instead of telling us who owns Sam Adams, he just wants to point out that I'm wrong. There it's you go. A subtle, it's a subtle um, distinction in his, his comment, but still valid. Ron, yes. what, are you, bringing? what, are, what um, are you bringing to the table for Drink of the Week? You know, Brian, I think uh, we were kind of on the same wavelength. As you mentioned before, this is Labor Day weekend that we are recording this on. And unfortunately, that means that um, we have come to the end of another Hot Podcaster Summer. Hot Podcaster Summer. <sighs> so you know us, Brian. We embrace heading straight in to basic white boy fall. And uh, what better way to do that, Brian, than with pumpkin beers? Yes, they have rolled out already. Um, I had I had gone off of pumpkin beers for a while, uh, but those beautiful bastards at Southern Tier Brewing uh, in upstate New York, uh, they pulled me back in. You know, they do their seasonal pumpkin, uh, Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Well, now they've taken it up a notch by canning it and giving you Nitro Pumpkin. Oh not my only, gosh. Not only that, Brian, they give you cold brew coffee, pumpkin nitro. I don't know how you get any more basic than that. So we are going with the cold brew coffee, pumpkin nitro tonight. It's an 8.6%. So you know this is gonna be this is gonna be good. So this is interesting. You can see it's got it's got a, a coffee-ish hue. Uh, to the normal lighter pumpkin ale taste. It's got the nitro. It's got that creaminess. So let's see how this is. If Ron's drinking 8% beer, he's going to be hammered for after dark. Oh, he's going for a second sip. Ladies and gentlemen, the man has... I'm not going to lie. That's a fantastic beer. You get the pumpkin. You get the coffee. You get the creamy notes of the nitro. Um, yeah, it's going to be a sloppy night. I'm having. Uh, I'm having. I'll probably switch over to the regular pumpkin nitro afterwards. Uh, but yeah, I am. I am excited about that. So uh, just some stellar drinks of the week right here. And again, we do say goodbye to Hot Podcaster Summer. Hot Podcaster Summer. But the best part of that sound effect will live on. Of course, now Janelle points out here, summer isn't officially over until 921. Actually, that was last year, September 2021. This is 2022, Janelle, so... Well, and also, you know, I think um, I think she's looking at the uh, the the regular calendar. Um, but as we know, uh, it's an entire different set of dates for Hot Podcaster Summer. Hot Podcaster Summer. Mm. All right, Brian. Let's uh, let's keep the fun rolling on. It's time for B for the week. Brian, what's bothering you this week? Ron, what's bothering me this week are some people and some corporations need to look at the calendar and instead of embracing what it actually is, feel this need to just leap forward. 
earlier this week, um, actually it was yesterday, I was in my local Rite Aid, which is a popular um, pharmacy chain in the Northeast America. Um, and they already have broken out their Halloween candy. Mm. Um, people, it is the first weekend of September. There is absolutely no need that we jump forward to start celebrating something that is at the end of October. I understand that in this economy, stores are looking to make money any way they can. I understand. Um, unfortunately, I feel like there are better ways that Rite Aid could be recognizing um, the month of September. I mean, for Pete's sake, it is a Labor Day. Um, why don't they have an aisle of, of, um, of, of items that would celebrate the American worker? Instead, they're selling um, candy corn. They're selling other brown and black colored candy bags. So, Brian, Slow if I can, if I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to rain on your beef. But if I can say that seems like a very different message than you gave for your drink of the week when you talked all about looking forward, and now it seems like you're chastising Rite Aid for looking too far forward. Nope, I I, I, I see perfect logic in both in both um, areas of uh, my presentation. Okay, I'm not sure why you would um, why you would confuse the two. I see a consistent, solid logic in both. My apologies. My apologies. Ron? Yes. What's bothering you this week? Uh, my beef this week, Brian, is uh, with prostate exams. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, it has happened again. It was time for my annual checkup. And I believe uh, I talked last year when I turned uh, 50 about the heartbreak of, of prostate exams and how the technology has not advanced past uh, your doctor's finger uh, up your butt. Uh, unfortunately, another year has gone by, and I'm going to say it. Uh, he was. Uh, I'm going to say he was a lot more aggressive this year uh, than Ooh. he was last year. It seemed uh, there was a lot more uh, discomfort um, than 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 last year. Uh, but okay, slow down. No, no, yes. No, 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 no. You are not going to bring up the uh, the issue of your <laughs> prostate exam and think that you're going to get away without the detail that you know I crave, because first <laughs> off, I'm jealous. I'm very, je I'm very jealous that right now there is a doctor, who ha it was a human being, regardless yeah. of the profession, that there is, there is a human being walking this planet who's had their finger up your rectum to feel around, and it was not mine. It was not, So no, first off, that's bothering me. But okay. more so to the fact is that, how can you tell me that you're walking in to, uh, to your beef of the week that you're going to tell me that it was rougher and you're just going to just slide <laughs> right past that. Notice the word I use, slide. Yes. Intentional people. And you're not going to give me details. Walk me through it. All right. So tell me about it. you're walking into the room. Well, this is, at, this is at the end. And, and to be honest, I, I had forgotten. How were, were, were his nails um, uh, uh, Well, he had, a, he had a glove on, Brian. He puts, he puts a, a, a latex glove, glove on. There so is some lube wait. involved. Florida, your yeah. doctor uses lube and wears gloves. <laughs> yes. What my my guy my guy goes my guy my guy just raw dogs my butthole. Well, he just goes straight in. Yeah, check your insurance. The, spits a little <laughs> on the fingertip and just goes right in. Uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, emblem of the month. So uh, last last year it felt like just kind of a quick in and out. This it was in and kind of circled circle one way, circle all the way the other. Uh, 
pop it out and uh, let me know that I still have a small, smooth prostate. So, Brian, uh, I am in. Uh, I am the picture of health as always. Um, so thankful for that. Blood work, EKG, strong heart. Um, we are here for a long, long time, my friend. Makes me very happy to hear. I am uh, very happy to hear that you are doing well um, medically. Um, also, the fact that it makes me feel very good that a man had his finger up your butt. Earlier this week. <laughs> well, I, got, I have good. another year for that. So thank good, you. Good, 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 good. Brian, we've got a ton of stuff this week. Um, so much. Actually, should we bring back, since tis the season, um, NFL season starts next week. Um, do we get right into NFL Locks of the Week? Locks of the Week. This All week. right. Matt, play the new bumper for NFL Locks of the Week. Hold on. You weren't, What do you mean it's not done? Yeah, I understand NFL season's next weekend. But, all right. Apologies, folks. Uh, Matt Beaker, our producer, uh, yet again has let us down um, on NFL Locks of the Week bumper. Uh, hopefully we will have something next week. But as a reminder, this is what we're going into year five of doing NFL Locks of the Week. Yep. Um, both Brian and I, perfect um, in our picks. We pick two games each and every week. Um, and uh, we've just been we've just been straight cash money homie uh so we anticipate nothing less than perfection from ourselves you should expect nothing less from us as well and it is because of our consistent 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 track record of picking winners that this year we are proud to announce that FanDuel has become an official partner of the ron and brian podcast sponsoring no, you're not cutting me off here. Sponsoring Brian, NFL Brian. Locks of the Week. No, hold on. Sponsoring fan, so NFL Locks of the Week. Sponsored by FanDuel, official partner of the Ron and Brian podcast, where if you bet $5, you get $15,000 in free bets Brian, guaranteed. Did, did you not check New your email prior to that? Brian, I don't want to cut you off, but did you not check your email prior to the show? Um, uh, FanDuel did not uh, sign off on uh, the promotion. So keep was working the, on was it. Was it the promo code Ron's Balls? I think, I mean, they said they had gotten a phone call from the folks at Manscaped, uh, okay. and apparently it did not go well. You know what, Ron? I'm gonna, I've got this. Okay. I will. We, I'm going to work with the people over at FanDuel, the finest online gaming sites. Yes. Um, I will work with them, and I mark my words, next week we will have them in a position where they are comfortable to say that – they will be sponsoring our NFL. That is my that is my lock of the week, not NFL related. My lock of the week is that FanDuel will be on board the Ron and Brian train. All right. Well, Brian, what are your actual locks of the week uh, for next week, week one of the NFL 2022 season? Ron, I think you mean this week. I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts laying eight and a half over the Houston Texans. Mm. Houston Texans are going to be a disaster this year, people. Eight and a half points is going to be a cakewalk. Also, Aaron Rodgers doing ayahuasca out there in Chile while uh, exper experimenting with just free life and understanding who he is. He understands that he's no longer needs to say that he's vaccinated or immunized or, or whatnot. He's able to just say, fuck it, people. COVID's not bad. Joe Rogan told me so. So I'm going with the Green Bay Packers minus one and a half at 
the Minnesota Vikings. Those are some nice picks. I, I like them. I'm not going to lie. I do like them. Um, I think I brought a couple solid picks to the table myself. Uh, Miami minus three at home against New England Patriots. Don't think New England has done much to improve themselves since last season. And then Baltimore on the road, uh, minus seven at the New York Jets. Whether you're looking in the past or looking in the future, one thing is consistent. Uh, The Jets are a horrible football franchise. So I feel Baltimore minus seven is a pretty safe pick. I would agree with that. And hopefully uh, Matt actually works on that bumper for next week. We We will see what happens. Listen, there's a reason why he gets paid what he gets paid. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, Brian, can we get to the lightning round? Because I'm very excited whoa, about whoa. it. We're, we're starting with the lightning I round? I think that's where we start. I think that's how good this show is, top to bottom. Uh, we start with the lightning round. You had done a lightning round for me the other week. Um, yeah. I had made a promise to do a lightning round for you. I have 10 questions. Um, are you ready to face the lightning? Yes. All right. Uh, so, first one. Hold on, slow down, slow down. Yes. I have a sip of drink. It's my maker's mark. Mm. In a, it, check out this glass. Can you see the detail in this glass? If you look closely, you will see Mount Everest. Wow. A glass, and anybody who knows me knows I'm fascinated by Mount Everest, but it's actually etched into the glass. Very nice, very nice. Well, have a sip. Um, you're going to need that drink as we head further into the lightning round. So let's go. Question one, Brian. Would you rather be accused of being a friend you can't text in an emergency situation or being accused of being a poser? Would I ra- would I be more, which is which which would I, I be more afraid of? Which would you rather have? Would you rather be accused of being a friend you can't text in an emergency situation or be accused of being a poser? Out of those two, which would be your preference? I would rather be called a poser. All right. I do not want someone thinking that they cannot depend on me in a moment of need. Understood. Now, in a moment of not need, do I need to be? No, I'm okay if somebody says I can't depend on you when I don't really need you. Okay. In a moment of need, I want to be there for my friends. All right. Uh, What is the cooler meme, Dark Brandon or Buff Trump? I'm going to go with Dark Brandon simply because I believe that the concept of a evil Joe Biden um, really is just so unlike his image that I think it's genius. Brilliant. Brilliant. Next one. What's your favorite dessert? My favorite dessert? Yeah. Uh, uh, Tiramisu. Tiramisu. That is a good one. Kind of leads into this next one. Uh, If you could either never drink coffee again or never drink Jameson again, which would you choose? Never drink Jameson again. Okay. Interesting. I would much rather drink coffee. Not Not even a thought process to that. That's interesting. I I, want to drink at least three, four cups of coffee every single day for the rest of my life. Jameson, I enjoy when I I feel like treating myself. All right. That's fair. Uh, When you pass away, how would you like to be remembered? Oh. Didn't we read our suicide notes one day? (laughs) We may have. I'm not sure. No, no, no. I remember we did a bit where we read our suicide notes. Um, how would I like to be remembered? I would like to be remembered as somebody who made the lives, the life of people around them better. 
Very nice. I will remember you as the man who once coughed like this. <laughs> That's what happens in the lightning round sometimes. Uh, next one. We're up to number six already. We're really flying by here. It is a lightning round, Ron. It is. Uh, do you floss regularly? Yes. Not always in my lifetime. Though I will say this. Um, the dental uh, uh, picks okay. that have the little string of floss on them. Yes. Game changer. When I had to reel yeah. off off a roll and then tie it around the finger, and then you're just working across already used dental floss through your teeth. Disgusting. I didn't. I was not a fan. Now they got the little picks that you can just you know keep your hands from. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. No, nothing makes me feel unable to do things or uncoordinated as much as trying to use a piece of dental floss. Yeah. 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 Um, let's see here. What's one country that you've never visited but would like to? Oh, um, uh, I would say England, but I'm going there uh, uh, in two weeks. After that, I'm going to go uh, Italy. All right. Um, what is one pizza topping you could not bring yourself to eat? Fish. When so I was like in sardines? No, 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 no. Chunks of fish. When oh. I was in Argentina, like like a like a um, like a flounder kind of like white fish. They would just put chunks of it on top of the fish. I, I couldn't touch that shit. All that right, was disgusting. Uh, if you could only afford one streaming service, which one would you choose? Ooh, this is a great question. Thank you. I'm gonna have to go Netflix because I feel okay. it is the gold standard, just like Moderna. Right. The, the gold, gold standard. standard. I feel like Netflix is the gold standard for um, uh, for streaming services. It just got the better quality um, original programming. All right. Well, Brian, we have come to the final question of your lightning round. So you may need to take a moment on this one. I understand. It's uh, I saved the uh, the hardest hitting question for last. If you could either, either, never do the Ron and Brian podcast again or never listen to Life of Agony again, which would you choose? I would uh, never listen to Life of Agony again. Really? Yes. Hands down. I w without a doubt. And I See, know that that's going to be I know that that's going to be a soundbite that someone's going to um, <laughs> clip out and, and play out of context. But I don't think that I can put into words how much doing this show um, keeps me um, feeling engaged throughout the week. I am constantly looking at what's going on in the world. I'm constantly thinking about, you know, things that are, you know, potential topics to talk about. The number of conversations that you and I have throughout the week um, about, you know, plans for the show, topics, do we want to talk about things like that? Um, there's absolutely, uh, that's a no-brainer to me. As right, much and that, and as much as that may be taken as an insult to life of agony, what I really want is for it to be viewed as what a compliment to you about doing this show with you that it, it's it should be viewed as. It's a testament to the power of friendship. I'll catch lightning in a bottle, and then cram that bottle straight up your ass. All right, so that is another <laughs> lightning round in the books. I don't know why we have that other soundbite. But I, I hold on to it just for our lightning rounds. I do not remember that whatsoever. <laughs> um, let's see here. 
what, what do we want to move on to, Brian? I picked the lightning round, so I feel it, it should only be right if you pick whatever our next topic is going to be. I would like to do a what would Ron do? Oh, okay. All right. What would Ron do? I love when you bring me uh, these situations, some hypothetical, some not. And uh, uh, so this is different from Ron Answers of the Internet. Uh, just correct, so correct. this is an actual question uh, that something you may have done or you see correct. somebody yes. did and you want to know how I would react. Yes, I think that it is. Um, I think it is very well established that there are times in my life when I struggle um, with did I do the right thing? OK, um, when I am hit with a moment where I um, and I, I believe that it is, you know, the hyperactive mind that I have, I believe it's. You know, whether you want to say it's the ADD, whether you want to say it's the um, HDD, whether you want to say it's the HIV, but it's there's just so much going on in my brain right. that no matter what action I take, I'm always thinking about, well, could I have done something differently? And I feel like in all my conversations with you and kind of, you know, the basis of the relationship is that I don't sense that about you. You seem to be very much a kind of person where something happens, you make a decision, you move on. You, you follow through with that action. You, you, you look at all the facts, you're good with it, you move forward. I, I really respect that. So we, we put together this bit, which is what would Ron do? It's when Brian does something and he immediately asks himself, should I have done that? And there's only one real source where, where I can reach out to, and that is Ron, who's going to set me straight as to whether I did or did not do the right thing. Earlier this week, Okay. I was getting on the um, one train okay. in lower Manhattan, taking it uptown. Right, no, it's here, one I, train, up, okay, okay. Okay, I am uh, walking down, I walk down a uh, set of stairs, I make a turn, I am now approaching the turnstiles okay. to enter the subway system. I'm about to swipe my Metro card. There is a man walking through the turnstile to my right. Okay. That man is wearing a button-down collared work shirt. Okay. On the back of his collar, I see nothing other than the dreaded Spottern Lanternfly. Oh. A, um, a threat to the local economy. Yes. Um, a, a threat to um, New York. Um, friend of the show, U.S. Sat uh, New York Senator um, Chuck Schumer referred to the spotter and lanternfly as saying it's no longer just a threat to New York. Um, it's a threat to everything. Um, he has warned about the past. He is demanding yes. action. Um, a, uh, a, a councilman recently said that the, sp the spotted lanternfly is harming cities wildlife. Um, in an effort to slow the spread of this troublesome species, yes. the current guidance remains, if you see a spotter and lantern fly, please squish it and dispose of it. All that right. was actually my city's park department. I'm sorry. We had, the, we had a similar park. situation a couple of years ago when we had a spotted lantern fly invasion here in Pennsylvania. Uh, they wanted us to kill those things whenever you saw them. They are now in New York. Yes. I remember being in your backyard with Mrs. Ron and we spent the better part of an afternoon just running around killing them. It was, it was shits and giggles. Okay, so I see a spotter and lantern fly on the back of a collar of a man standing next to me. Right. He is going through the turnstile. I am going through the turnstile next to him when I see this. What would Ron do? 
Um, I would uh, probably point out to the man that he's got a spotted lanternfly on him and uh, offer to assist to get it off him. Okay. <laughs> Brian, how did you handle this situation? I was slightly more aggressive. <laughs> Please tell me you did not physically swat the lanternfly off of this man. I feel oh, like Ron. You might... <laughs> oh, Ron. So you're saying that you would have tapped him on the shoulder and said, excuse me, sir, there is a spotted lanternfly on your back collar. Would you like me to do something about it? Or, yeah, just kind of point it out, say, hey, you've got a spotted lanternfly on you. You want a little help there? Yeah, All right. So how did you handle the situation, Brian? I... um. I tapped him on the shoulder as we okay. were we as right as as we both passed the turnstiles because he was in one I was on the left he was on the right. right as we walked through I tapped him on the shoulder and then literally just swatted the thing right off the back of his collar okay as I said you got something on you bud you got something on you but the the lantern fly immediately fluttered down to the ground. At which point I stomped on it with my right foot two or three times as this man turned to look at me and was looking at the floor, was looking at me, was looking at the floor back at me and was seemed to be trying to get a grasp of what had just taken place. <laughs> I, I as I can imagine, I mean, at least you didn't try and squash it on him. That's where I no, thought no, no, you no. that were I would not do. Correct. Yeah, that I was not going to do. Uh, a valid question from Billy was you mentioned he had a button down shirt. Was his shirt buttoned up all the way? Could not see from the angle that I had. Um, I was really more fixated on the back of his collar. Um, what I, my, I, I, I took it as my civic duty to kill that lantern fly. Um, I wanted to bring attention to him, but I did not necessarily want to let it get away. So I prioritized going after him. I mean, here's a question, Brian, because you uh, you are a man who has lived in New York City for most of your life. Um, how do you feel? Uh, how do you feel you would react if someone uh, just came at you and was swung at the back of your head? I think my first reaction would have been to swing back. And then I think I would have been um, uh, more appreciative than this gentleman was. So he seemed he seemed more confused than anything else. So some great commentary uh, going on. Uh, Billy asking if you hurt your leg with the stomp and Janelle responding, he fractured his tibia, which, to be fair, it is kind of shocking that you did not injure yourself trying to kill a, a spotted lanternfly because that would have been very much on brand for yourself. It would have been on brand. But can you imagine the story that I would have had had I um, broken my uh, leg oh. trying to kill a spotted lanternfly? You would have loved it. Glorious. Um, let's follow up on a story we uh, we had last week uh, about an alleged uh, sex act that took place at uh, at an A's game uh, against the Mariners. I think it was. Uh, now they apparently have a photo of the suspects that they have released. Uh, here is a photo right here. Uh, man uh, looking a little disheveled, beard, uh, cure, long sleeve T-shirt. So again, if you're in Oakland and it's August and you're wearing a long sleeve t-shirt, I got to go heroin addict. I don't know about you. But what if you're a Cure fan and you understand that in that goth 
um, phase, you have to wear long sleeve shirts. Uh, possibly. I guess so. I guess you have a point there. Um, so, again, they have not identified them by name, but they have released this photo police asking for um, help in identifying them. Um, they face uh, the charges of committed a lewd act in public uh, with uh, up to six months in jail and a fine of $1,000. What is funny, though, is now apparently people are uh, now doing viral videos in the section of the stadium that this uh, alleged sex act occurred, holding signs like, These seats suck. Um, keep your head in the game and don't blow it um, with others saying that it's the most action the A's fans have seen in years. Um, yeah, I could see that. Here, well, here's, okay, let's go one further here. Um, what would Ron do? Ron is, at, Ron is at a Oakland A's game with his wife. But let's, let's, let's bring it back. You, no, you are at an Oakland A's game with your wife. You're All right. sitting there. You um, you're sitting in a section, you look over to your right and you see a gentleman in a long sleeve black shirt with black shorts. It is extremely hot. It is Oakland. It is August. And you see that his um, female companion is um, uh, leaning. Uh, 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 God damn, William. William just nailed you right there. He, he's, he's Bill, well, Billy's shot out of a cannon tonight. All right. But Billy also hasn't ha- hung out with Mrs. Ron lately because she now is um, – she can hang. That's right. Um, what would Ron do? Would Ron snitch? Would Ron reach out to the authorities and say, hey, listen, there's a guy getting a beach you know, down in the other section? Would Ron mind his business and focus on the game? Would Ron immediately go on Instagram Live? and uh, show video of the of the sex act what would ron do mm. i mean i would i would definitely mind my own business uh but i would also potentially if i had a good camera angle uh share it on the podcast uh, instagram live i appreciate that we need we, we have to get more views onto our social media if you're watching this right now and i'm talking about you ali M, if you are on facebook if you're on instagram if you're on twitter Go follow our social media. We are on all of these. We're at Ron and Brian Podcast on Twitter. We are at Ron and Brian Podcast on Facebook. We are on Instagram as... Uh, the Ron and Brian Podcast. Don't forget Ron- TikTok. Follow us on TikTok, the Ron yeah, and Brian Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Follow us on social media, people. Um, the more people that follow us, the more likely it is we're actually going to do something. Uh, another great comment that someone made on this photo after seeing the Cure t-shirt is saying that, you know, bet it felt just like heaven. Mm. Oh, that's good. Nice that's little reference there. Uh, yeah. But now they appear to have started a trend, Ryan, because uh, there was another set of fans at a, uh, a Toronto Blue Jays game uh, playing the Chicago Cubs on Monday, uh, apparently kicked out uh, for having sex as well. Uh, this one, a little bit closer to people. The, the photo from the A's game was a little bit far away, uh, but there was definitely uh, – People close to this couple here. Um, the, the, oh, come on. You're making it too obvious here. <laughs> the shorts are down. Um, there's there's definitely something happening there. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that. So this, that is, is uh, this is the top row of the 500 level. Um, and uh, they were apparently caught and the couple was escorted. Um, but apparently the stadium did not file uh, file any charges, did not call the police. 
um, and the Jays beat the Cubs five to four that night. Well, it looks like he's beating up that vagine. Oh boy! From oh, what boy. I read online, yes, yes, uh, yes, William. I like the way William barely um, bets in a Toronto. Yeah, of course it's in Toronto. People have sex in Canada, William. You know, <laughs> no offense, but I'm tired of the Canada bashing that we've allowed to go on unchecked in the comments, you know, when we do the show. Canada is a perfectly good country. I know, William Esquire, we've, we, we've had many conversations on our After Dark pajama party. You know, the socialized medicine, he is so firmly against. You know, his, his hatred for maple syrup and, 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 and hockey, too, despises hockey as a sport. I don't understand, you know, where his um, anger towards Canada comes from. William Esquire, quite the angry man. I guess, I guess you know, if we had to ask, is he angrier with Reagan or with Canada? Oh, I think he shows his anger towards Reagan on social media. But I think if you talk to him in person, um, uh, the anger is, um, you know, there on, you know, for Canada, it's, it's, it's palpable when you are in his presence. Palpable. All right. Good, good word. Um, let's move on. We've got uh, Jackson, Mississippi. I know you want to talk. Jackson, about Mississippi. So we've got, to, uh, we've got on. another uh, city. Sh- can you, Ron, can you give me a moment here? Sorry. My a bad. shot of man in Jackson. Joe's to watch him die. Um, so we have another uh, city in the in the country uh, with people trying to survive without reliable, uh, clean drinking water. Uh, we've got about 150,000 people in Jackson, Mississippi, trying to survive. Here's a photo uh, of a family there filling up their tub with water um, so that they can then uh, boil it and hopefully drink it later. Uh, the mayor, Shakwi Antar Lumumba, said, quote, it's not a matter of if our system would fail, but a matter of when our system would fail. Sure. Um, yeah, this is, uh, we, we, we cannot be shocked here, people. Um, I think we have a, uh, and I don't, I, I'm not even going to pretend to say that I have an understanding of where to start to solve the problem. But, all, but ultimately, we absolutely have an infrastructure problem in America. Right. We are not investing in our infrastructure. We are applying Band-Aids when a gashing wound is opened. Um, we are way too concerned with keeping our tax rate low while our society crumbles around us. Um, you know, we want money to go to Wall Street. We want to buy nice, you know, cool, shiny things. But at the end of the day, the society, the country around us is crumbling. Our, our, our roads are crumbling. Our highways are crumbling. Our bridges are crumbling. Our transportation system is crumbling. Our water structure is crumbling. Our um, electrical... This time's got to stop. Um, so the situation does appear to be with the uh, the water treatment plant in Jackson, which apparently have been struggling for uh, a while. Citizens in uh, in Jackson have been under a uh, boil water advisory for a period of time now, uh, but now it is a situation of where they don't even have access to the water because uh, the uh, the main treatment facility has failed. Um, they don't know when it will be fully operational again. Uh, so that is resulting in water pressure where you turn on your faucet and you may just get a dribble of water. So that's why these families have to fill up their tub, which with as much water as they can when they have water pressure and then boil it off as they need it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, listen, people, it's 
it's just tragic. It is the fact that, and, and let's, you know, I, I, I don't want to go the racism route. You know me, I really hate this. But it is a, um, uh, and a, a, you know, if you look at the racial demographics of the city of Jackson, Mississippi, right. I believe it is over 90% African-American. Um, I believe that it this is a uh, another, and despite being the capital city of the state, you know, it is a, a, a city which does not have a very strong um, uh, support from the business community, from the community of the state as a whole. It seems to have been abandoned, um, you know, for the suburbs and other, uh, I mean, what's the big town in Mississippi, Branson? Yeah, I mean, that's probably the, the area people are, are most familiar with is Branson. Yeah, I mean, the fact no, that- No, wait, Branson's got, in you, Missouri. I don't even know what's in Mississippi. Ron, let's be honest, most of the South is exactly the same to me. They're all just a mush <laughs> of white racism people um, going to eat at Cracker Barrel so that they can have butter slattered butter. Um, but more importantly, Ron, I think you this is this is, you know, if there's one thing that like as an American, um, you know, growing up as I did, living here as I did, it's the fact that, you know, you can turn the water faucet on and, and have water. Right. Uh, I, I, I genuinely cannot imagine you know, the people of Jackson, Mississippi, what they're going through right now. Um, and I'm sure there are some people up in Flint, Michigan, who are picking up the phone, chuckling, being like, welcome to the club. Uh, yeah. I believe they also are still struggling to get um, proper drinking water. They are. Um, this is a problem that is going to grow. We are not investing in our infrastructure. Um, we are obsessed with lowering our taxes so that we have money to buy flat screen TVs. We have, you know, so that we can pay you know, lower prices for our gasoline so we can drive. Um, but we are not carrying the fact that there is, uh, you know, poor water quality here. Even here in New York City, the residents of um, God damn it, Billy, enough with your obsession with Ronald Reagan. So, yes, apparently President Reagan cut uh, most of funding for infrastructure back in the 80s, uh, obviously not helping with our situation now. You know, what's also not helping with my situation, Ron. What's that? I'm out of beer. Oh, boy. You like beer, though, don't you? You son of a bitch. I like beer. I like beer. Ron, I'm going to get myself a beer. I'll be right back. Here, I was going to have you uh, explain to me this story, which you, you put on the list, and it just kind of jumped out at me, um, where apparently, um, oh, I'm knocking my, my laptop over here. Apparently, Tiffany Haddish and Aries Spears uh, are being accused of grooming and child molestation um, seem to come out of left field. You are, you always have your finger on the tip of entertainment um, and the goings-ons, Brian. Uh, can you explain to me what exactly is going on with this story? Well, the question more importantly is, Ron, um, why are your pants off right now? <laughs> Brian, that's inappropriate. No, no, no. It's What's inappropriate, Ron, is that, you know, for this story, of Tiffany Haddish molesting young children, um, you've decided to take your pants off. Uh, Brian, right. uh, can you please, uh, let's find, Cheers, find your center. Cheers, mazel, my friend. Oh, that's cold. Okay, here's the issue. Is that years ago, I don't remember how many years, I've been drinking for a little bit. Holy shit, who did Aries Spears eat? <laughs> um, he looks like Aries Spears ate a seven-year-old, not uh, potentially groomed a seven-year-old. Okay, now, um, do you remember the website um, Funny or Die? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's still around. Really? 
I think. Okay, do you remember when the website Funny or Die was relevant? Yes, that I remember, yes. All righty, now you got a reference point. Okay, so uh, apparently Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears were filming a uh, comedy spit, spit, oof. They were filming a comedy skit on um, for Funny or Die. Okay. Um, Tiffany Haddish had befriended a woman who had two children. All right. Who were ages, I'm going to make this number up, they were, four, they were 14 and 7. At the time? I believe so, yes. Okay. So um, she uh, befriended this woman, um, said, you know, uh, as they, uh, you know, as the friendship blossomed, hey, you know, your, your kids, you know, uh, they seem photogenic. Would they be willing, you know, to be, uh, uh, could I use them for, um, would they be interested in acting in skits um, that I'm, you know, me and my, uh, some of my friends filmed for the internet? The woman said, yes, she was paid, um, you know, for the kids thing. And, um, and the skit that they did was something about pedophilia from the viewpoint of the pedophile. Okay. And if you remember originally Funny or Die, this was not a corporate website. This was a website that Will Ferrell put out with a couple of his friends. Yeah, Will Ferrell, Later Adam on, McKay. Um, and I believe also Jared from Subway, if I'm not correct. <laughs> I can't confirm that. We'd have to, we'd really have to look Might into that. Might be wrong. Memories are a little hazy going back then. Um, but apparently, you know, so she, so um, Tiffany Haddish, Harry Spears, they use these children to film a skit um, about pedophilia from the viewpoint of the pedophile. It was supposedly funny. Um, you cannot find it on the internet. But apparently in one of the scenes, the girl simulates fellating a, um, uh, I believe it was a hero, um, okay. which hence my, the Jared from Subway joke. But the idea is just the fact that um, uh, they behaved in a sexual manner that probably using today's um, mores. Use the word correctly. Would, Very nice. Would, would be frowned upon. Um, so these kids are now coming after Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears, who also... I believe helped write that skit. So, uh, so you're not. So it was one skit. So normally, like grooming seems like it is a it's a process uh, uh, over time. Correct. Yeah. Well, I mean, you groomed me for about uh, eighteen years, starting yeah, I mean, when I was uh, in college. It was it was it was a long it was a long con, but I finally broke you down. And wasn't it worth it, Ron? Wasn't it worth it? In the end, it was yes. Hey, by the way, can we not celebrate that this is episode two hundred and twenty-two? I, I mean, mean, it's it's not it's not one of the nice round numbers. It's no. not episode one hundred. It's not two hundred. It's not two fifty. Everyone's looking at. I mean, the pl people, the plans for episode two fifty have already been started. We are already talking about renting the Atlantic City Convention Center um, and having Bruce Buffer announce uh, the different bits. Beef of the week. Um, ooh, my headphones working. Okay. Uh, shit. Why did I just open up iTunes? <laughs> Damn it. Hold up. I got music going on in my headphones. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's episode two twenty two. They said we would never get to it. Most importantly, who is grooming Ron for his furry lifestyle? And we all know the answer to that. It's Janelle. <laughs> we do know the answer to that. Uh, Brian. Say, look, right there. She admits it. That sounds tasty. Well, there you Janelle, go. Janelle wants to groom Ron. 
Um, so, Brian, you know we uh, we love uh, having conversations about people uh, dying in freak ways. Um, and this uh, this week is no different. Uh, we're going to uh, pull up a photo here. Uh, this young lady here is a woman by the name of Germani Thompson. Uh, she worked as a baggage handler uh, in a at a New Orleans airport, and she was killed when her hair got tangled in the machinery of a belt loader. So she was uh, she was unloading a Frontiers airline plane parked at Louis Armstrong New Orleans International Airport around 10 p.m. Tuesday, um, and then uh, she was her hair got caught in the belt loader. Uh, this happened on the apron of the tarmac. Uh, she was rushed to the hospital and pronounced dead um, after the incident. So that's not a wig. Uh, that apparently is not a wig now. So wouldn't a weave, so that's a weave? I couldn't tell you, Brian. I can't tell you if it's a weave. I mean, she could just have very long hair that she, uh, she, that she wears straight. I don't have an answer for you. Regardless, uh, the so hair So you're telling was, me that she's not in the WNBA? I'm telling you, no. She was Because I avid, found it very odd that the media is using a photo of her clutching a basketball in a gymnasium as her photo. Uh, so they uh, they apparently just pulled this off of her Facebook. She was a uh, an avid uh, basketball player. She had played at Heston College in Kansas and well, Tougaloo College in Mississippi. Yes, yeah. Um, this is just fucking sad. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine going to work um, at an air? I mean, like I imagine they, they it's it's not a great job, you know, uh, uh, shuffling uh, people's bags. I imagine it's actually. You know what? Hold on a second. Let me take that. I imagine it's a shitload of fun. Hold on a second. Let's, you know, obviously, um, you know, the the way that the airline industry is working right now, there are no standards of performance anymore. True. I mean, people are lucky if their plane takes off, let alone if their luggage lands in the town where it's supposed to. I imagine as you're getting people's luggage, you're just tossing in any direction. You're just throwing them like want to like a frenzy. I imagine every now and then you cut one open and you see if there's any electronics in there. Um, I imagine that they have contests to see who can throw a bag the furthest. Uh, I imagine that um, it is not the kind of job that you take thinking, oh, my gosh, is this going to kill me one day? Um, Well, you know, I think this is definitely like an OSHA situation. And I think, you know, Brian, what president uh, cut funding the most to uh, to OSHA in his tenure? Uh, Ronald Reagan. Exactly. Anything yeah. bad, you can uh, you can track back to uh, to Reagan. Yeah, Reagan fired all, fired all of the airline workers. So why do I is- why will why would I not be surprised if John Hinckley was like William Page's um, you know uh, uh, nephew? If he had like a poster in his his bedroom of him, very possible. Yeah, I, th- I think William Esquire. I think William Esquire is related to um, to John Hinckley. There you go. Uh, moving on. That, nice- would ex- that would explain why um, when John Hinckley announced that he was going to go on tour, um, William Esquire went out and purchased tickets to every show. He did. Yes. And all been canceled. Very. It's, you know, you have to think that John Hinckley uh, served his debt to society. And it is a shame that he is not able to uh, to pursue his new love of music. Have you seen any of his music? Yeah, it's horrible. It's god awful. But listen, god awful. If people want to pay ten dollars to go see this man perform, uh, listen, why not, uh, Brian? But, uh, well, but that doesn't yeah. mean that just because you want to see something, you should be able to pay to see it being done. Why not? 
I mean, I would like to see a doctor put his finger in your rectum and announce <laughs> that your prostate is in good shape, but they don't let me uh, uh, let the, go through well, that. That's perhaps not, that's you a, haven't offered me enough money yet, Brian. Ron, I offer you something better than money, which was to live stream <laughs> a Patreon episode of you having a prostate exam, you know, behind the paywall. Uh, and you said no to that. If we when we get to 100 Patreon subscribers, I will have a, uh, a live prostate exam for all of our uh, subscribers. I have a great idea. If we can get 100 <laughs> Patreon subscribers. OK, you give me a prostate exam and I give you a prostate exam. I think I need a thousand subscribers for that. What's scary to me is the fact that we could be at like 999 and you would get on the next show and just insult every Patreon subscriber. <laughs> You'd be like, Thomas Jackson in <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska. Your mother's a whore. <laughs> your dad's a cuck and watched me bang your mom. Oh, he just unsubscribed. All righty. What are we down to? 743. Let's keep going. All right, well, we're going to jump out to San Mateo, California, where a 93-year-old woman died and two others were hospitalized after they were served dishwashing liquid at an assisted living facility. Uh, three ambulances were called to the facility Sunday night um, to treat the residents who were mistakenly served the liquid instead of juice um, at Atria Senior Living. Uh, one of the residents was then pronounced dead at the hospital. That's awful. You know, I think, you know, that, again, is an OSHA situation. And I think, you know, again, it all goes back to Reagan. That's crazy. And what's even crazier... Nothing, you got nothing on Reagan cut Patreon funding? <laughs> Reagan, Come on. Well, so, uh, on a roll? So apparently um, this substance was an alkaline cleaning solution that eats protein. But the interesting thing is uh, this woman who passed away couldn't feed herself. So that means one of the employees at this assisted living facility would have to have poured the incorrect uh, fluid. And then another person would have had to administer it uh, to the woman, in essence, killing her. Listen, I, you know, in, in, in this calendar year, I have spent way too much time in assisted living facilities. And I'm going to say that, you know, the people that are working there are overworked, um, that there are, um, you know, uh, I, listen, it is a tough job. It is a rough job. It is a job that I could not do. Um, it is not a, uh, you know, uh, it. it you know, the people that are doing it, I do not believe are, you know, many of them are properly um, trained, you know, um, in the sense of uh, they're doing their best. But it's, you know, is it possible that somebody pours some cleaning fluid into a cup and puts it down and then somebody walks by and picks it up thinking that it's the, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, medicine for this woman? Hey, I, you know, different safety. Say, what state did this happen in? Uh, California. Well, California, I mean, you know, they've, uh, you know, ever since Ronald Reagan was the governor of California, funding to assisted living facilities was slash 83 um, percent. I mean, nothing? I guess the question is, I understand what you're saying about the employees and everything else, but how do you set up a, uh, a, a, a facility like that and have a cleaning solution so close to where it could be mistaken for juice to be uh, served to a patient? 
Somebody got lax. There you Somebody go. Somebody needs to pay. Now, how does that sound? Comp- now, now that you watch those, uh, what was it? Five days at Memorial. Right. Well, what did you know? Based on the the standards you saw in that show, how likely is something like that going to happen? No, I mean it, it's definitely, obviously, it's very likely because it did happen. So, uh, speaking of Five Nights at Memorial, Brian, what are you watching? Oh my gosh! Okay, so this week, normally, Ron, you know, I like to read on the train, yes. I, I, I on my commute. This week, instead of reading, what I did was I downloaded Netflix onto my phone. I downloaded HBO Max onto my phone. Okay. And also, I completed a week ago um, Peaky Blinders. So Peaky Blinders? It, hold on. <clears throat> <laughs> Turn your volume down, everybody. Peaky fucking Blinders. I, I could have done better. You could have a little bit bigger. I, have, I, am like, I have watched so much um, uh, uh, content this week for this bit. Where do we want to start? Okay. Your choice, um, my friend. I watched the first episode of the rehearsal on, um, I believe it is on Hulu with uh, Nathan Fielder. Okay. Have you watched that? Oh, yeah. That's on uh, HBO Max, actually. As I said, it's on HBO Max. <laughs> first episode, I watched Nathan Fielder. It is painfully awkward. I'm confused as to how real it is. And how much is, um, uh, you know, edited properly for dramatic effect or whatever. Was, was the that cons- the episode where the guy is trying to tell his friend that he doesn't actually have a master's? That, yes. And, I, he builds, I will agree. and he builds an entire replica of the bar where this guy is going to have a meeting. Right. He hires actors. And, I mean, it is, it's so um, elaborate the world that, that Nathan Fielder creates for this oh, yeah. man that I just struggled to accept that it was a genuine, um, that what the show was was genuine. Um, however, holy cow, it didn't matter. I was so entertained by it. Others weren't. I'm not going to lie. I right. you know the, some people in the room were thoroughly bored and told me um, <laughs> that if I were to wa- wanted to watch episodes two through six, that I should do that on my phone on the subway and not around them ever again. Some people decide to do that. You know what? That's how it goes. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. They're allowed their opinion. I will be watching that absolutely again. Um, what else did I watch? I watched a whole slew of things. Okay. So I knocked out the um, uh, two episodes of Untold, the uh, sports uh, documentary yes. series on Netflix. One episode I watched was the rise and fall of and one. I'm sure, Ron, you love street basketball as much as the next person. Street um, is life, Brian. Street is life. Street is life. Um, but this was, um, as, as a lot of people remember, in the, I guess it was late 90s. Yeah. Um, maybe early 2000s. It was, you know, not a, it was a basketball league that had a very different, you know, um, uh, style of play. It was coming from the street, so there was some grime to it, the you know, the players weren't, you know, named, uh, you know, uh, Mark Jackson. They were named the professor. Right. Hot sauce. Skip to Malou. Um, uh, God, they, those were actually three uh, uh, names. Um, and uh, I did. Uh, I watched that. Would not recommend it. It was very um, uh, there was a small uh, uh, a niche for that type of show. Right. Um, as somebody who uh, did who was familiar with the street back. Was, listen, you know. You know, I, I played at the Rucker. 
you know, countless times. Yeah. Um, you know how to I mean, dish I made my the bones. Rock. I made my bones and Fourth uh, Street and Sixth Avenue. That's you know, it's if, if, on a Saturday. That's where you're going to find me. Um, but I also watched the episode of Untold about Tim Donahue, who was the NBA uh, referee who was charged by the federal government, if I'm not correct, with uh, gambling. You're um, correct. He basically was um, had some mob affiliates that he was um, connected with. And he was not only uh, uh, betting on NBA games, um, which was against his contract, but he actually was betting on the games that he was um, refereeing in, which is a major no-no. Really threw into question the integrity of the entire game. Um, did you, have you watched that? I, I attempted to watch it the other night. I think I got about 10, 15 minutes into it, and I felt it was, uh, it was extremely slow-paced. Uh, sure. So oh, it, no, the it, whole thing was it, it cool lost. Was. It lost my interest after like 15 minutes. Uh, as somebody who was um, is fascinated by gambling, I wanted to understand more about, you know, because the thing is, when you watch the news on a daily basis, the, you know, they they don't necessarily go into the detail that they went into here in this documentary. So they kept saying he had mob affiliations and, right. and I wanted to know more about it. Um, I also watched on this was on Hulu, I believe. The first two episodes of a show starring Steve Carell, everybody loved him in um, Anchorman. People worshipped him on The Office, but he's playing a very different character here. Um, It's a show called The Patient. He plays a therapist who is kidnapped and imprisoned, held hostage by one of his patients, who in the very first episode announces... He's a serial killer. Ron, did you happen to have caught those episodes? I did happen to uh, to catch them. Uh, great thing is they're only like 20, 22-minute episodes. So it's it's a perfect mm-hmm. uh, perfect length episode. But yes, I did catch the first two episodes prior to the show tonight. And thoughts? I like it. I uh, it's it's you know, it's, again, it's it's they give you I mean, it starts off right off the bat with Steve Carell waking up um, mm-hmm. chained to a bed. So you're like, all right, we're getting right into this. Um, and they really do very quickly, because again, the first episode is 20 minutes. They very quickly set up the world that Steve Carell lives in. They set up the serial killer character. Like for, for a 20 minute episode, they really put together the entire story, introduce the relevant characters. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that episode, you're ready to, to, to go into the meat of it in episode mm-hmm. two, which again, I think they covered a lot of ground in 22 minutes. Um, this will be one that I, I keep an eye out for when they drop the episodes yeah. every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I liked about it was the fact that they dropped two episodes on the first day. Yes. So the first episode, I really feel like set up the story. Yep. Second episode really showed kind of it, it kind of gave a, a it started the arc as to where the show was going to go. Yes, um, agreed. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, did you watch anything else? Because I watched a few other things. I don't know if you want me to keep talking. I did not. I, you know, I, I still on. need to. I, I need to catch up again. We had the domestic terrorism incident this week, so um, I wasn't able to really spend a lot of time. I spent a lot of time being debriefed by the CIA, uh, the sure, FBI, uh, and also the uh, the USDA for some reason. Still not sure why. Uh, so just did not have a, a lot of time watching. So please Ooh. feel free to tell me. Ali M. Hold week. on. Ali M. Called it out misery infringement mm. patient kind of i i see it i see it. yeah yeah a little I bit a little bit um did you watch house of dragons season one episode two no i need to catch up on two and i know episode three will be tonight so i'm, I'm a couple episodes will be behind tonight. i am going to be lubing up my uh penis 
because I'm going to be all about it tonight. All right. Also, last but not least, I also watched um, the last two thirds of the Elvis movie mm. on HBO Max starring Tom Hanks. Do not recommend it, people. If you want to watch it, go for it. Uh, I felt that it was a movie about um, Colonel Parker, played by Tom Hanks with one of the worst um, pseudo-European accents you can ever come across. And un unrecognizable that it was Tom Hanks. Oh, not good. Not good at all. Um, but uh, just terrible. Um, but it felt like it was a movie about Tom Hanks and, you know, how he... Excuse me. It was a movie about Colonel Parker's relationship with Elvis and not about Elvis. Um, and I, you know, I, I've heard that there's a lot of great um, uh, bibliographies, biographies. Oof. There's a lot of great biographies about Elvis yeah. um, that I felt this was their shot at, you know, making a great Elvis movie. And they chose to do this through the, um, the eyes of Colonel Parker, who... You know, from from the way history is now looking at him really was uh, someone who had taken advantage of the artist um, uh, Elvis and had uh, really manipulated him and, and, and whatnot. It was uh, um, and it was just also his atrocious accent. Little did we know <laughs> that this was the movie where Tom Hanks um, uh, uh, contracted covid and declare and decided that he was going to become a pedophile um, and move out to Greece according to MAGA. Yes. Uh, Janelle's asking about She-Hulk. Still need to catch up on She-Hulk again. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. September 8th. Why, well, yeah. What is She-Hulk? She-Hulk is the new Marvel show on uh, on Disney+. Plus. I talked about the first episode a couple weeks back and said that you would probably hate it. So are we not watching it or are we oh, watching we it? I, 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 like, I, I, I always like it when we watch the same show so we then, can talk Then about let's it. catch up on She-Hulk for next uh, next Sunday's episode. Okay, so I mean, September eighth is Disney Plus Day, so um, we'll have a lot what, of content. What the on. fuck does that mean? They're just dropping. Uh, they're dropping what Thor: Love and Thunder. They're dropping a documentary about the making of Obi Wan Kenobi uh, and and some other stuff. So it's is just Thor it's a just movie? A, it's, is Thor, Thor a yeah, TV Thor: show? Love and Thunder was the most recent uh, Thor movie in the uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, here's the question, Rod. As someone who may not have watched the first three Thor movies, that's not true. I watched one of them um, and was just I, horrified, not interested. Um, but I will watch She-Hulk and get caught up to date. Yeah. By now. I did not watch the first two Thors. I did not see Thor or Thor the Dark World. I think I saw Thor Ragnarok, which is probably the one you saw, the one with Jeff Goldblum. No, no, no. I watched I watched the first Thor. Oh, I was right. trying to watch him in, in chronological order. Uh, so I remember when you were doing that. Yeah, that, that lasted yeah, yeah. A, a day. No, oh. actually, I I think I did that for about a week. I made it through yeah, several no. movies you, that I was you, not you, expecting. You, you gave it a run. You gave it a run. Basically, I hit a point where my where my work was being affected, and I was just like, oh, I got I to go back to the office. I understand. Well, Brian, uh, let's... Wrap this up. Let's get ready for After Dark. If you are not familiar with it, uh, it's for our amazing Patreon subscribers. It is content that's a little too spicy to be on the free episode. So if you go to ronandbrianpodcast.com, click in the upper 
right hand corner uh, you become a patreon subscriber at the ten dollar level or higher you get a link to join us live on after dark uh, which will start in about 19 minutes um, if you join right now we can get you the link in time to watch it at 9 30 uh, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun uh, and i've been drinking brian's been drinking that just means that it's going to be even more fun Oh, it's going to be a fucking party. Ron, do you want to give people an idea of what kind of stories we have lined up for them? No, no, I don't. They just have to trust us. If you have enjoyed any portion of the last hour and 11 minutes, then you should feel comfortable giving us $10 to watch the After Dark. He's not wrong, people. The man speaks. All right. Let's wrap this up so we can get another drink. I mean, and you got a beer. I have to go to my beer fridge and get another beer. But let's wrap like this beer. all up and uh, get this ready for after dark. Brian, is there anything additional before we cut out of here this evening? All that I would like to say is that rest in power, Mikhail Gorbachev. Mm, yes. You know, um, you know, the man brought down the uh, Soviet Union in a way that Reagan could never claim. Q Billy's rage. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, you know, every now and then you come across somebody who dies and you're like, huh, thought he was already dead. Mikhail Gorbachev, rest in peace, my friend. Um, and speaking of peace, Ron, I'm going to say peace to you and I will see you. 28 minutes. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, for all of our regular listeners, we will catch you next Sunday night. Everybody else, we will catch you. Patreon folks after dark. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.